Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound is episode 371, which I forgot to write that on the board. <laughs> <laughs> episode 37. Episode 37, <laughs> back in 2014. Uh, episode 371 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker, and of course, joining me as always, Big underscore Bane. What is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Well, Big underscore Bane, I'm going to spin my mic around because I want to have it like this way so I can read the board. Okay. And that's the nice thing about our new setup. I can move things around as needed. We can spin in our chair if we so desire. And I do desire. Yes. We got a lot of wrestling talk this week. We got some movie talk. We got quite a bit of toy talk. We've got PHPW news, and we are officially diving into our new Marvel versus DC tournament. Yes. Are you just like so rooting for DC? Um, I don't know because I, I mean I like I like the characters that I picked for Marvel. Sure. I well, I, th- I think we did a good job of not picking like the base ones, right? R- right. Yeah. That's and that's why I mean we have like the Batman and Spider Man in sure. there, but I mean. Uh, obviously, we stayed away from the Avengers. We, you know, we yep. did a pretty good job of staying away from the Justice League, other than Batman. But I mean, you got to have certain ones, right? We, um, yeah, we avoided them for the most part. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think it'll be fun to see how it plays out. Try another raise this week. How's that working out for you? They're different. Um, that means not good. <laughs> well, I didn't say it. Galaxy Burst is the name of this flavor. Okay. So that's one of those things when you give a, a flavor name and it like kind of like rainbow unicorn, right? The hell is that? Right. Galaxy burst. The hell is that? I mean, it's I mean, it's not terrible. Is it though. citrusy? I mean, it's an orange and yellow can, similar to like the Ultimate Maniacs. Here's the thing about these: they don't really taste like anything. Really? I don't sit there and taste that. I'm like, ooh, watermelon. Right. Like, it just. It's not a bad taste. It's just not like anything else. Yeah. Very, very strange. But, I mean, not not horrible. Okay. I think it's nice to try different stuff sometimes. Yeah. Although, I was at uh, at our quick trip, and I actually know the guy that manages that store, which you do, too. Remember, Cooper, it's his younger brother. Keegan, yeah. Yeah, he manages. Good, good dude. Yeah, absolutely. He manages the uh, 
the local location to us, and he asked me how those were. I said, oh, they're okay. And he goes, have you tried Ghost yet? I was like, Ghost? He's like, that's, that's a different brand, right? It's a different brand. He yes. goes, hottest seller right now in the store. No really. But they have two different flavors of Sour Patch Kids. Wow. And a flavor of Warheads. I think we may have touched on this a little bit. I feel like we did. My mouth is watering just thinking about that. Like The, the Warheads? And tingling, yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing about the Warheads, yeah. all right? Warheads, for what? Ten seconds are just ridiculously sour. Like, no joke, make you pucker and... Yeah, yeah it is... Oh, God. One time when I was uh, younger, me and my younger cousin, we... Uh, he wasn't really my cousin, but he kind of was. His dad was sleeping. And we put a warhead in his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? I'd be so pissed off. <laughs> he wasn't happy. I'd be so pissed off if yeah. somebody did that to me yeah. while I was sleeping. Yeah, he was not happy. Which Not, not to mention the choking hazard behind that. We, we didn't think about that, obviously. <laughs> right. We kind of like stuck it in his cheek, and he was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Oh, Lord. But, yeah. But what I... Wonder about a warhead. Once the sour goes away, warheads tasted very good. Yeah. So how does that work on an energy drink? Is like uh, is it because it can't be sour the whole time? I would assume it's probably like a dumbed down sour version. Yeah, probably. you know, probably same similar to uh, Bang's um, sour heads, where it's like it's sour but it's still really sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah, that probably is pretty accurate. Then a couple other flavors too, but kind of made me think. Hmm, I want to give those a shot. Because yeah. they all they were similar to zero sugar and all that other okay. stuff. And also, too, I noticed those cans, much like this, it's not printed on the can. It's a label. Yeah. It and was, I mean, maybe I, that's a new thing. I, well, and I think that's a, an upstart company thing, you know, sure, because, sure. you know, back in the day when you and I were looking at energy drinks, like making our own for the show, just as kind of like a like a thing. Um, that was that's how they all were. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we were going to be able to have it done as it was just going to be a label. Right. Well, before we get into our wrestling talk, I always throw a topic in this first part if it doesn't really fit any other one, and this one kind of is that category, but we saw a, a debut trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Yes. You actually touched on this on uh, Bane's World. I did, yeah. On on our Patreon page, Bane's doing a new uh, Bane's World uh, video show, if you guys want to check that out on Patreon.com. But this looks very Nintendo-esque. Obviously, I'm a mm-hmm. retro gaming guy. Yep. That's, my, that's my jam. Yep. So I was immediately paying attention to this. They said available on, I think, Steam and then coming soon to consoles. Yeah, it's it's unspecified what consoles it's going to be available for. I would assume probably all of them are going to be available. But, yeah. Um, Hopefully Nintendo Switch for sure. But yeah. Because that's one that affects me the most. <laughs> right. But if, you, if you've got a PC and you got Steam, you should be good to go. I, it's probably not going to work on Mac's version of Steam. Most good games don't. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, if you got a PC and you got Steam, it should be good. What are your thoughts on this, man? Must I'm, buy. St- I'm stoked, man. I loved the uh, the the Turtle arcade games. I mean, I thought they were amazing. So, oh yeah, I'm really really pretty excited to check this out. I am too. I dig it. I think it's awesome, and uh, I'm excited to play it, man. Absolutely. Well, what do you say we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. You shouted Stone Cold. Take it down a notch, pal. You're screaming in everybody's ears. Oh, Stone Cold? Yeah. He, he, don't, he don't give a crap. Sheesh. 
He's like Eric Barker, just wrestling in jeans. I was listening. To, I listened to last week's episode, and I guess I had Stone Cold like up so loud, it just sounded like muffled shit. <laughs> like the microphone was inside old Stone Cold's mouth. He might have been eating it. You yeah, never he know. might. He was. Damn, Stone Cold. <laughs> well, real quick, we got to touch on this. You bought some PHPW uh, coasters I for did. a table here. I like it. Yeah, on a, on Redbubble, they got coasters now, and I um, you have to buy a set of four, so I couldn't like mix it up. And I was like, eh, I'll just go with PHPW. And uh, I dig it. Yeah, it's corkboard and then some kind of like uh, manufactured wood like to on the top. And They're very good quality. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, honestly, Redbubble usually always is. Yeah, it's, it's not like, you know, high quality like the tile coasters are but yeah I mean, it's it's pretty solid i think it's a nice little uh nice little like home decor piece yeah for sure i dig it oh yeah well we got a lot of wrestling talk uh first thing first that the main event of nwa back for the attack has been announced nick aldis defends the nwa title against aaron stevens yeah and um is aaron stevens still the is it television champion? He was the national national champion. champion. No, he actually lost that title to uh, the one and only Trevor Murdoch. Oh, that's right. Okay, so this will be a good opportunity for Aaron Stevens. Apparently, he kind of put it out there. He's like, you know, I'm done being uh, the character guy. People yeah. are going to see what I can do in the ring. Hell yeah. That simple tweet makes me want to watch this now. Yes. And uh, I've, I've thought NWA has done a very good job of building a pay-per-view with people that I don't really know. And make me want to watch it, as weird as that seems. Yeah. And uh, 20 bucks on Fight, I'm kind of thinking about checking it out, man. 20 bucks is a very doable price. It is. And I mean, it's a lot better than 50 right? F- hell yeah. And and I am a huge Nick Aldis fan. I think he's probably one of the most underrated wrestlers out there right now. I mean, uh, he's champion, but I mean. I just you're saying, like, he's champion of the NWA, but it's not as big as a deal as, like. AEW or WWE. Right. And I've ever since he became champion, I've always looked at him. He he carries himself, acts, talks like a legitimate champion and like an old school champion. Right. And and you don't really see that these days. I mean, you look at like Kenny Omega, I mean, he's he's like a modern era champion, you know, which you expect, right. but like he's like an old school like suit and tie, just, you know, badass champion and, and I, I i'm a huge fan of nick aldis yeah so I, i'm excited for nwa getting back rolling again so obviously there's no no real television hype for this pay-per-view so i'm kind of curious how it goes but mm-hmm. i don't know i've kind of had a and this is kind of why i've always wanted to support aew i guess i have a mindset of where i'm like you know i don't think wwe needs my money but i think these smaller companies do yeah. Not that AEW is a smaller company, but like NWA is. Yes, I'm, I'm 100% cool with supporting NWA. And so I'm like, I kind of want to support these companies a bit more and like mm-hmm. check out some of their shows and stuff. And now with the Fight TV app, it's pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah, I in that same token, though, I want these companies to give me a reason to want to support them. Sure. You know what I mean? And that's, that's kind of where I fall with AEW right now. I agree with that completely. Uh, Andrade has made some news. Apparently, has not been happy for a while and has uh, asked for his release, although it was denied. Understandably so. I mean, the guy has been doing nothing. Nothing. Nothing except dating Charlotte Flair. Well, that's something, though. I mean, that is something. But, I mean, you know, he's legitimately one of the top guys, not not used as a top guy, but like one of the best in-ring talents WWE has right now. Mm-hmm. For them to not use him is just asinine. 
But again, it's it falls in that category of there's so many guys there. Right. It's hard to use everybody. And I think that's the biggest issue with it is there's so many people there. And like I know initially everyone's like, oh, they don't want to let him go because then he'll go to AEW. And I'm like, well, not necessarily. He may go back to Mexico. Yeah. Or he may go, go to Japan. Right. He was also in New Japan. Right. He was La Sombra. It's one of those weird things where I just, if someone's not happy and you're not doing anything with them, like, let them go. Go do something else. It's It literally gets to the point where you're holding people hostage. Yes. And it's kind of weird. And if I was in that position, when contract time does hit, I would not sign. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's So they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot when they do stuff like this. No, I agree. And, I, and I've heard you know a lot of the contracts got bumped from three years to five years, mm-hmm. maybe for that reason. Actually, I didn't even make a note of this, but I'm going to throw it out there. Apparently, Chad Gable tweeted something. Dax Harwood replies, I know you can't publicly acknowledge me for another, what, two months, but I'll be seeing you soon. Oh, snap. To me, Chad Gable's one of those guys I'm like, I I don't get why you call him Shorty G, because that's just awful. He should have been utilized like the next Kurt Angle. And, And Jason Jordan got hurt, so there's nothing you can do about that. Right. But, like, how is this guy not at least doing something? I mean, I think at the moment they have him paired or kind of paired with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. and But they also have him paired with Otis. And they're doing this weird – because Otis and Gable work out like – there's videos like of them working out all the time. Right. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're good buddies. But, like, they do this really weird – it's like this corny little goofy gimmick that they're doing. Yeah. And so it's – I don't. It's how are they not taking him seriously? He's well, that's so good. Well, that's the weird thing is like I I'm not opposed to doing goofy stuff. Like Kurt Angle did some of the goofiest stuff well, ever, right? But he turned that off once he got in the ring. Well, and at no point did I ever look at him and like ah, Kurt Angle's such a doofus, right? Like I mean, he was like I remember him with the tiny cowboy hat, and I remember him playing the jug band with Edge and Christian, and but you also knew that he could kick your ass. Once he's he a got freaking Olympic gold medalist, yes. of course. Yeah. Yes, and. Chad Gable is one of those guys, most likely the same way. I mean, he's an Olympian. I don't know if he meddled or not, but still, uh, yeah. he's an Olympian. Yeah. You know, a legit badass dude. Right. And he's one of those guys. But again, we fall in that same category. Like, would, if he went to AEW, would he do well? I think he would. Yeah. But how many spots are there? Yeah. They're already creating a new show, which I think just aired this past week, Elevation, mm-hmm. because there's so many guys on the roster they can't. They can't show everybody every week. Well, and and that's going to be one of those things. And, I, I, you know, I mean, where you might have to cut some of the fat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's kind of the problem with, with AEW. And I've said that for a while. They already have too many people. And they're, already, they're right. going to keep signing new talent because talent's going to leave WWE. Also, signing new talent is what gets people interested in the product. Right. Bringing new people in and all that other stuff. Yes. It, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those interesting things, but um, yeah, Andrade. If you went to AEW, NWA, New Japan, back to Mexico, he's going to be a star anywhere he goes. The guy's amazing, absolutely. But again, how do you not figure out something to do with the guy? I don't know. I mean, you got you got seven hours of programming each week. Like you should be able to find a spot for Andrade. You would think, right? Yeah. The inner circle exploded on uh, on AEW Dynamite. Obviously, at the pay per view, the 
Jericho and MJF wrestled the Young Bucks. Jericho actually got pinned through the Meltzer driver. Mm-hmm. And uh, MJF kind of said a hint like, you know, we need to do something about this. Yeah. And it looked as though MJF plotted the entire inner circle against Jericho. Mm-hmm. Jericho's like, do you think I'm stupid? Do you not think we talk to each other? And they all kind of turn on MJF and, well, I think just MJF at the time. And then MJF, I obviously outsmarted them again. Yes. FTR, Wardlow, Sean Spears, and and Tully Blanchard all kind of aligned with MJF, seemingly as though a new version of the Horseman, right? Which I've been wondering because Tully Blanchard has been uh, managing FTR and... um um, Sean Spears. Sean Spears for a while now, but they've never really been together. And so I've been wondering when that was going to kind of happen. And so now we see it, which I think I think that's awesome. I, I've always been a huge fan of factions. So I'm I'm pretty stoked to see what they do with this. It's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, it, that was enough to make me go, hmm, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. I know last year, well, not almost at this time, but maybe around May or so. I don't know what month it was. Maybe March. They were gearing up for um, blood and guts, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be war games. Yeah. That didn't happen. Now I'm kind of like, ooh, you got two new factions. Well, not two new factions, but you got two factions. You could kind of, if you want to do blood and guts again, I'd be down for that. Absolutely. I mean, I think the war, we talked about it before, the war games match. I remember I bought the war games DVD when that came out, mm-hmm. which, my God, so archaic, but... That was before the network. Right. And so I'm like watching these war games matches like back to back. I'm like, God, this is awful. <laughs> they are not good. No. They're, the, the concept is great. Right. And even even the NXT's version, like it's fun when it happens, but realistically, they're not that great. It, the NXT ones were a lot better, I felt oh, like. Oh, but, no, yeah, they are. Because, well, I mean, guys are more athletic these days. They also took the roof off, which a lot of people didn't like, but I mean, it made for bigger spots. Right. And um, they got to do a lot of cool stuff. They still had. The, I also liked that they did, they never did this in the, the WCW or NWA versions, but they put that metal platform between the rings. Yes. But I remember like so many times you'd see like Arn Anderson's like head in between the two rings, and someone would be dropping him down. I mean, so like they could do some creative stuff, but right. Ultimately, it's a it's a cool idea. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that's where they where they go. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Also, this is fun news. Um, I think everyone was super excited about this just because she's such an amazing person. Molly Holly officially announced for the WWE Hall of Fame yes. class of twenty twenty one. Yes, I, I have been a. Um, I she's one of the few women that when I see her, you know, back, um, I, I pop for it. You know, right. I mean, she's she's always been so fun to watch. Like even back in the day, and even now, I mean, she's still still got solid ring work. I mean, I mean, she's amazing. So I, yeah, I'm stoked for her she was well deserved absolutely i think everyone was excited about that i also i've also heard apparently this year they're going to induct the 2020 and 2021 class kind of all same night it last year yeah and if, if i remember right last year they announced what was it uh it was nwo nwo batista the bulldog there's mm. a few others maybe yeah i don't remember right offhand so but i've also heard batista's filming a movie in like australia okay so he may have to do one of those like videos hey guys right <laughs> i don't know like yeah i mean who knows but anyway i thought that was interesting anyway why don't you say we take a break and uh, dive into a little bit of movie talk here let's do it this is break up and bait up at the movies oh this is break up and bait up at the movies oh this is break up and bait up at the movies 
analysis We're giving beta at the movies, yeah Alright fellas Go ahead and take it from here What you got now? Tell you what we got now, big underscore Bane. How about Batman dying is easy Yes So I haven't actually seen this yet Several people messaged it to me um, I just haven't had a chance to watch I know it's from Bat and the Sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of, a, I guess, what you'd call it, like a short film. Yeah, Batman uh, short film. It's it's a and it's a fan film. You know, it's just they're a pretty big company. You know, right? And and they, of course, they did like the superpower beatdowns yes. back in the day, which I always thought those were fun. I loved those. Yeah, I thought they were great. What about twelve minutes? Usually, mm-hmm. nothing super long. This is a little bit longer, closer to half an hour. Yep. I know this company's done a lot of like little short films and things like that, like superpower beatdown and things. And uh, they're also working on Legend of the White Dragon. Which is going to be a feature-length film. Mm-hmm. It features Jason David Frank, who was the Green Ranger. Kind of a Power Ranger-esque story. Yep. I actually funded that, or helped fund it. Nice. Yeah, because I thought, oh, I kind of want to see this happen. So yeah, I'll do the uh, Kickstarter or whatever it was. Hell yeah. Um, but anyway, I haven't actually seen Batman Dying is Easy yet. I do want to watch it. I've just been working so much I haven't had a chance. And I don't want to watch it on my phone. I want to watch it on the TV because I yeah. feel like that's how it needs to be experienced. Sure. Um, you've seen it. What do you think? I liked it. I mean, for a fan film, it was obviously really good. And I know they spent a lot of time on it. I mean, I have my gripes. I have my complaints. But for it being a um, a short film, you know, I mean, it was good. It was a nice little story. I dug it. Um, I liked – I love the guy who plays Batman. I think he does an amazing job as Batman. One of the main Bat and the Sun guys is the one that plays the Joker. Yes. And he does good too, I think. Yeah, he does good. Yeah, there were – there were times, I mean, like it was like, oh, God, okay, a little bit too much, a little bit too much. But I mean, it was, uh, it was good. The guy that plays their Batman, I agree. He's kind of a, probably in his forties. Yeah, he's got that grizzled, yes, veteran Batman. Yes, and uh, just does it, just does a really good job. But overall, I thought the film, I thought the story was great. Um, dug it. The, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, so I'll stop there. But yeah, good stuff. That's cool. I definitely want to check it out. It looks pretty fun. Uh, we also saw the debut this past week of Dark Side of the Ring Confidential. Now, what this is, I think it's going to be like an eight-episode series. Um, Conrad Thompson, who everyone probably knows from the wrestling podcast, is sitting down roundtable style with the two creators of Dark Side of the Ring. And they're essentially breaking down specific episodes. The first one was they're breaking down the uh, uh, Gino Hernandez um, episode where he kind of died mysteriously and no one really knew. Mm-hmm. I thought that was probably one of the best episodes of season one because a lot of that I didn't know. Yeah. I knew Gino Hernandez died. I knew he kind of died suspiciously, but all the little things that they point out, you're like, what? Yeah. Like, it was so weird. And so to kind of see them dive, dive into everything, it was it was interesting. Yeah. I, that's on – what is that on? It's on Vice. Okay. But you can get it on Vudu. And I think, okay. I think both Dark Side of the Ring seasons are on Hulu, if I remember correctly. Yes. So I'm sure this will be as well. I don't know if it is or not right now. But. Yeah, that's definitely something worth checking out. Um, it's it's really cool to kind of see, like, because like the Gina Hernandez episode kind of almost could be like a uh, almost like a Law and Order type story. Oh yeah. But I think so much time has passed since then, and I've also heard like the body was so decomposed that yeah, like and a lot of the forensic stuff wasn't available in 1986. Right. So it was, it was kind of hard to do, but like hearing some hearing some of it back was so interesting. When they said like the coroner report said he was uncircumcised and Gino was circumcised, mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's weird. Yeah, they wouldn't let a lot of the family see the body because it was so decomposed. Yeah, but like who identified him? Right, because that's part of the process, is it not? 
Yeah, you'd think so. Um, I don't know. So a lot of stuff that like five times the amount of cocaine that would kill him was in a system. Yeah. I mean, some suspicious stuff for sure. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but definitely we're checking out Dark Side of the Ring Confidential on Vice. Uh, you're excited about this. The Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yes. Thursday. Four hours long. This yes. goes against everything that is you, though. Yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll um, It'll be an afternoon. It'll probably be something I watch. I'm off Fridays at the moment, so it'll probably be something I wake up, you know, start watching it, be done around 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, I have heard that they were possibly releasing this as like four parts. Okay. But I don't know for sure. I don't know either. Um, with them mentioning the full runtime, I kind of think that they're not doing that and they're just going to release it as is and just let people see it. Uh, but uh, either way, I, I'm stoked on it. Next week, I will, uh, I'll have some, some updates. I'll have on, some hot on. takes. Damn right. Some hot takes on it. Um, yeah, I'm not as excited as you are. I think that that's pretty obvious, but I do want to see it. Yeah, because um, hopefully, like this could kind of reignite what we've missed from the DC movies. And I kind of want to, before I watch that, I probably won't get to, but before I watch that, I kind of want to go back and watch the regular Justice League. Gotcha. So you and can compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. See the differences, and. Uh, you know, decide which one's better, which is probably going to be the Snyder Cut because the Justice League movie was not that great. It was not. Big underscore band. We got some got some exciting toy talk here that I want to dive into. So, what do you say? Uh, what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show where Breaker remains to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show where Breaker remains to a bit of toy talk. Well, Big Underscore Bane, I, I've decided I want to do this for the next four weeks. I think this will be a fun thing. I got the uh, New Japan figures in from yes. Ringside Collectibles. They are from Super 7. And what I'm going to do is once a week on the show, let you kind of do a live viewing. So it comes actually in a, in a grayed out box, and then that other box is inside, and it's got a flap on it. So this first figure is Kazuchika Okada. Obviously, I know the first thing you're probably thinking is the price point on these. Too much. Four to five bucks. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. A lot. Figure. Uh, of course, it's only available online, so it's. I kind of get it, but let's take the price point out of it. What do you think of that freaking packaging, man? The packaging is great. Um, the flap is awesome, is it not? The little box flap that goes it, over the top. It's smart. Yeah, it's smart that this is online only because if I saw this box in stores, and I had never seen the figure in person. I wouldn't buy this. Well, they, I don't think they could sell like that in stores without it. Now, but if you take that flap off, and he's doing that now to reveal the Okada figure, what do you think, man? Ooh. Wow. Now, if you saw that box in store without the flap, what are you thinking? I I dig this figure. Um, so you got the, the trademark ring jacket, which I feel like they nailed. Yeah. You got an extra head, a bunch of extra hands. You got the, the necklace. The IWGP heavyweight title, the the money. I mean, as far as accessories go, I feel like they nailed it. Here's one thing I would like to bring up, and I would like to get your take on it. And I haven't looked at the other figures yet, but if you look at the heads, they're not like they're not in, too different. they're not immensely different. And I've never understood that the sake of those accessories just for that reason. Like I don't. They're basically the same head. Like I understand. Like if you're gonna do. 
Like I know Hangman Page has a figure coming up in AEW Wave Five, and I think it's going to have the bandana on. So like maybe one hand, one head has the bandana over the nose, uh-huh. the other head doesn't. I'm like, oh, I get that, right? That, there's a reason for an extra head, right? Or like Drew McIntyre's figure, the hair in front of the face, the hair behind the face. Two different versions. I get that, but when they're not that much different of an expression, it's kind of weird to me. It looks like to me the only difference I can even see is his mouth <clears throat> is slightly different, right? And in the head that's that's just comes with it, it's not attached. It looks like he's looking straight on, whereas the one attached looks like he's kind of looking off to the left a little bit. So very minimal though. Very minimal. Like you have to really study it to see any differences. But I like the fact that it comes with the IWGP championship. Uh it's got literally five sets of hands, which is amazing. Does that include the ones actually on the figure or is that five extra sets? Yeah. Uh unless there's some hiding, it's five sets altogether. Okay. And then you got the the money that comes with them. I mean, that's that's a lot of accessories. It is. I mean, it's the hands to me, I've never really been like a huge fan of. Because, I don't know. I mean, it's. I feel like that's going to get lost. I yeah, I think the hands make sense. Like, okay, so I bought a, about a year or two ago this set of Hardy Boys from The Brood. Mm-hmm. And they had regular hands and they had the Hardy Guns hands. No, I'm, I'm okay with that. Edge doing the rock and roll hands. And then regular. I get that too. Undisputed Era, they all have like the... Uh, Undisputed Era hands. Yeah. Which is funny because you can't actually do the pose. The, hand, the arms won't move that far. But... Yeah. I get that, yeah. I still want want to know why these toy manufacturers haven't figured out a way to just have one set of hand but make the fingers move. I don't know. I mean, because if you look at the joints on the wrist, I mean, those are pretty small. I mean, so you would think that you'd be able to, like, figure out a way to make the fingers move a little bit. And that way you could only have you could have the one set of hands. They had some Jax figures back in the day. The fingers move, but it was all one motion. It wasn't like individual right, fingers. Right, yeah, yeah. Maybe that is too small. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but you'd think that was also a long time ago. So I'm sure technology has kind of caught up a little bit. Sure. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, other than that little stupid complaint, uh, I mean, um, this, this is a great looking figure. The, the IWGP championship looks great. So takeaway price point, you're at target. You see it on the, on the shelf. Are you stopping to look at it for a second? I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to buy it. Cause I'm not a huge new Japan guy. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for, if you're an Okada fan, I, this is this is a must get. I mean, I bought the whole first wave, and initially I was only going to get Okada and Tanahashi. Okay, but then I thought, you know, I I would, I really don't want to get those two, and then I miss on the other two, and then I'm like, oh dang, I should have got them. Right, FOMO, bro. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fear of missing out. So that was kind of my thoughts on that. But overall, I I dig the packaging, man. Like. I saw some images online hit, and I, I remember I actually messaged Jeff from Fully Posable, and I was like, dude, I, I I feel like I made a mistake. These aren't very good. Yeah. And uh, then I got in person. I was like, no, never mind. Now, that, that's a cool little thing. It's got the stats yeah. on the back. Almost like I, a little cutout card, right? Yeah, I think that's a that's a nice little touch. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a solid figure. I mean, if you are willing to spend that money, I, I would say it's worth it. It's one of those things. I, a lot of people hit me up when I posted that picture on Twitter. Was is it worth it? I'm like, I mean, that kind of depends on what you're what you're thinking, right? Is right. it what what's worth what? Like, is a Funko Pop worth ten dollars? Probably not. Right. 
but we spend that money on it. You know, it kind of depends on what you're into, I guess. I, I will say this though. It is for that price point for me, even if I was a new Japan, like huge new Japan fan for me, that price point is, would make me very picky Yeah, as to what I buy. Yeah. You know, I mean, Okada, I mean, he's probably one of the biggest names over there right now. So I He'd would probably, probably be the one most people would get. Right. I would probably, but probably buy Okada, but I mean, there's not a lot of guys that, you know, if they made like an evil figure, I'd be like, eh. he's in wave two. So I, I would probably skip evil. You right. know what I mean? Like, uh, if they made CJ Parker, is he in wave? In, in, has he been, they announced? haven't announced the only one they announced wave three is going to have switchblade Jay white. Yeah. And see, I would skip him. Right. But w- the weirdly enough, he's also coming out with figures. Toy company. I have a figure of him coming out. Okay. So, but, but again, I don't know what his figure looks like. He's got some cool costumes. So yeah. maybe it is cool. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, but again, what if they did a Tama Tonga? Now, if they did Tama, now new Tomatonga with the short hair, I'd probably pass. Right. Old school Tomatonga with the long hair and the war See, paint. That's a good case of two heads. If they got that head, absolutely. I'd, I'd probably buy that. Yeah. See, now what would be, to me, what would be cool is if they did long hair with paint, mm-hmm. short hair, and then long hair with paint that's like battle damaged. Yeah. Amazing. Like yes. you get everything all in one. That'd be amazing. So. Absolutely. I think it would be cool. Like I said, it's kind of, it is what it is. I mean, I'm sure it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the New Japan guys, like Ishii is in wave one. Yeah. And he, very, very bland look. Yeah. He has like tr- like shorts, kind mm-hmm. of like that are tights, short boots, and a t-shirt, and like the never open weight title. Yeah. It's kind of a pl- bland look, because that's his look. It's bland. Right. Kind of depends on what you're into, I guess. Yeah. Um, other news, Zombie Sailor Toys announced the next, the next figure in their retro wave. This one legit made me laugh out loud. The video is amazing. If you have not seen it on the Instagram, you need to go check it out. It's so funny. Sex Ferguson. Yes. <laughs> uh, Gallo's alter ego from uh, Talking Shop. Did you watch the video? I did, yeah. Sex Ferguson, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. This is a good idea, though. Like, this is such a creative idea because Gallows and Anderson are obviously getting Super 7 figures as well. But to be like, okay, well, we'll do something better. We'll do the gimmick he uses for talking shop. So right. you, you assume probably Chad Too Bad's coming out as well. Oh, yeah. A great idea, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's going to hit a lot of those niche fans for sure. It's get, you're going to get a lot of those fans who like that niche uh, gimmick he does. I mean, people people eat that up. I think it's I think it's a super fun idea. They also announced um, the or well, they showed off the actual prototype of the Sabu figure. Have you seen this? No. It's uh, it's just sculpted. It's not painted or Ooh, anything. Yeah. But if you look here, if you look closely, they actually have all the scars. That is dope. I'm pretty excited for this line, man. I think it's going to be killer. Yeah that that looks really good. Um, I like the fact that those don't exactly look like Hasbro's. Yes. They're slightly different. And I think that's... that's Like that's the hands thing. and stuff? Yes. Yeah, well, I think they did a good job of making them... They're kind of a love letter to, to Hasbro's, but there's an image that he shared. I'm going to see if I can find it here. Where it was... Um, this one, it's, it's Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. They're still... They haven't been painted, but they're compared next to a warrior in Ludwig Borges. So you can see that... They match. They match up very well. Okay. Yeah, they do. And it looks like uh, Matt Cardona is kind of in that old Hulk Hogan pose. And right. And Brian Myers is the jumper. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, those those are coming out. Um, he hasn't really announced anything other than Sabu is officially in Wave One, along with um, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. A pre-order will be up soon. I'm I'm stoked for him, man. Yeah, I think those will be fun. It's going to be cool. Uh, Jeremy Padauer also did an Ask Me Anything on Twitter, if anyone did not see that. It's worth taking a look into because he answered a lot of questions about AEW. I mean, there was a lot of the typical questions of like, what about this guy? What about that guy? And I was always like, oh, yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, but it's – he's said many times he wants to make the entire roster. Yes. So that wasn't really a shocking thing to me. However, there are two points that he made that I felt worth discussing. One – Someone asked, you know, they're doing a working relationship with Impact. Mm-hmm. Is it possible we could see some Impact stars in the line? And he goes, hmm, now that would be a good idea. Yeah. Or something to that effect. And I was like, that's an interesting way to answer that, like, that could happen. And I think that really opens the doors up for a lot of new lines. Yeah. I mean, well, and that would, um, I mean, there's a lot of guys in Impact that I would like to see figures of, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, um, Rich Swan, or is that his name? Yep. Still? Rich Swan, I mean, he's he's a guy that I I know he's had Mattel's before, but I mean, he just had the one though. Yeah, well, yeah. So I mean, it'd be nice to see another figure of him. Moose, I think, would be an awesome Moose figure. Would be a great figure. Um, he had the FTC figure from ROH a, a while back, but hasn't had one in a few years. Yeah, and then obviously Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson. I think Josh Alexander would be a good one. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love the uh, Rick Steiner headgear. I yes. think that one's fun. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys. I mean, Rhino's over there now, too, so it'd be kind of cool. I mean, I think it'd be great. So, And again, the more people they can get on the shelves, the better. Absolutely. They also asked him about possibility of including legends in future lines. And he said, announcement coming soon. Which means, obviously, we'll get a Sting figure. Well, I think that one's... Obviously, we'll get Arn and Tolly. Yeah, most likely. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we'll get, we'll get some good ones out of there. Big Show, I mean, Paul White, excuse me. <laughs> Possibly Captain Insano. Captain Insano, yes. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm stoked for the idea of a Captain Insano figure. What's funny is he did an interview, I guess, with uh, Renee Paquette or uh-huh. formerly Renee Young, and I guess mentioned that they they are trying to trademark it. And he said, I guess after he did that movie, Hogan was like, "Brother, at Captain Insano, that's money, man." Gotta <laughs> 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 go, with Captain Insano. That's, that's money, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that's, of course, Hogan would like Captain Insano. Well, right, because that's like, that's a solid opponent for Hulk Hogan. Right. Like, yeah. Captain Insano fell off the Kobo Hall, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long way down to the parking lot, brother. <laughs> Good God. Uh, be, that's amazing stuff. But, you know, I think uh, the more legends than the, in the AEW line is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the unmatched line, kind of what he was alluding to is that they're going to give the opportunity to, to explore new people, okay. new characters, and Glacier still associated with AEW. I'd love to see that. I, I want I want a modern-day Glacier figure. I want so bad. Give me all the Glacier figures. Yes. Give me all of them. Honestly, I don't think it would be that hard to get the four like Mortal Kombat characters. You'd no. have to, to license someone through Chris Canyon's estate, Yeah, but I don't feel like that would be impossible. Ernest Miller... What the hell is he doing? Nothing. Right. Why not? Wrath. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Is he still alive? Yeah. Is Brian, he? Brian Clark is still alive. Yeah. I totally thought he passed away. Brian Adams did. Brian Clark did not. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I'd love a freaking blood. Uh, Dude, blood runs figure. cold. Give me a four pack. Damn right. <laughs> like, Dude, seriously, Mortis that. should have had a figure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, all those guys should have had a figure. I and I like you mentioned Wrath. I love that gimmick. I love the Wrath gimmick. So I'd be all about 
all four of those guys. I think it, yeah, I think it'd be awesome. So stay tuned. Hopefully they make some announcements uh, coming before too long. Yes. Well, big underscore Bane, I think it's time to dive into a little bit of PHPW news. Let's do it, Breaker. We've uh, announced a few matches already, but we yes. got some more announcements to make. It's going to be quite a show. So let's um, let's take a second here and recap what all we've announced so far. I- I'm all about a good recap. So we've announced Dobro versus Aaron Anders for the Gatekeeper Championship. Could be a big night for Dobro. We've announced the Chef Special Battle Royale. First in line for catering. Damn right. We have announced the Tag Team Championship cage match, High Level Enterprise versus Fully Posable. The first ever cage match in PHPW history. Yes. And, of course, we've announced the PHPW Heavyweight Championship match. Travis Fowler takes on the champion, Drew Vinsel. Is Tier 1 ready? That's the big story here. That's the question on everybody's mind. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you announce because this – I'm gonna let you announce the first match because I, I need to I need to get my bearings while I figure out how to announce this match that I'm going to announce. So that's kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, yes, it's um it's it's got me flustered. He's flustered, ladies and gentlemen. Breaker. Um uh why don't you go ahead and announce that uh that match five there? I will announce I'm gonna announce match five. Now this is an interesting match. We have a triple tango match. Yes. Um, man, a lot of lot of top talent in this one. First of all, we're gonna have Soda Hunter. Oh yeah, going up against the head of security, mm-hmm. Mike the Cleaner. Now they've had a knockdown dragout feud for a while. Absolutely, two guys do not get along. They do not. Third man in that triple tango, the one and only Elvis Aliaga. And here's why that match is important. All three of those guys were the last three in the Resolution Royale. Oh, that's right. All three of those guys have championship opportunities at Boss Fight. Ooh. So this match is going to really give the momentum to one of these guys who are the challenger. Who wants the momentum? That's right. Um, now, this match that I'm go- going to announce, I don't know if you recall this, Breaker. I'm sure you try to forget any time I mention Bill Benis. But um, last week on the show, I mentioned that he had sent me a text and I hadn't got around to reading it yet. Well... I read the text, and Bill is not happy with how things went down um, at Cupid's Revenge. Too bad. So sad. I'm going to punch you in your face. And he has basically stated that he will not leave us alone unless he gets Dmitry Alexandrov back in that ring. And okay, I... He's, but he said he doesn't want to be in the ring. I told him he was fired. He's like, that's fine. I don't even care to be in the ring. Wait, wait, what? How, wait. I have somebody to wrestle Dimitri Alexandrov. Is it Chuckles the Clown? He wouldn't tell me. Is it Eric Barker? He wouldn't tell me. He's so mad that you had this mystery opponent for him last month, and it ended up being Dimitri. He said that he's got a mystery opponent for Dimitri. At Spring Skirmish. Okay, let me think about it for two seconds. One, two. Accepted. Yes. It's happening. So the uh, Russian Renegade will be in action at Spring Skirmish against a mystery opponent chosen by Bill Benis. It doesn't matter. I think Dimitri's going to do just fine. One thing that Bill did say is that he will be at ringside. So... (sighs) 
We're not out of the woods as far as Bill being his Apparently, apparently not. Well, that's all coming up on Spring Skirmish. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, it's shaping up. I think we've only got like two more matches to announce. That's right, the last two matches, and then uh, it'll be coming to you on YouTube. Absolutely. Well, Big Underscore Brain, we were going to dive into our tournament. I was looking at our board here. I missed the topic on the wrestling talk. Oh, son of a bee. Son of a bee. So I want to throw this in real quick because this is super topical. Uh, Miro, formerly known as Rusev, and Jim Cornette were uh, kind of trading trading jabs on uh, on social media this past week. Uh, Miro taking exception to the fact that Jim Cornette called Penelope Ford a slut. Yes. Apparently, Jim Cornette did not actually call her a slut. He called her Penelope Pitstop. Well. <laughs> which is kind of the same thing. Yes. And uh, I guess... Maybe this is a uh, a time and and like don't I mean like that's ECW used to chant she's a crack whore clap right. clap 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 right not to say that that's right I'm just saying like it's kind of part of the wrestling business has it is. always been I mean not I'm not trying to normalize it but no but I mean you look at the 90s everybody called Stephanie McMahon a slut remember Jericho's tirade he would go on yes the bottom feeding trash bag hoe right. and all that stuff I mean it's like I don't know. I don't. I feel like you shouldn't take it seriously. I think the difference. I'm not saying. Yeah, Jim Cornette certainly is not. And I think that's the difference. It's not the fans poking fun at a wrestler. It's like somebody in the business calling out another person in the business. And I know he he's no. Uh, you know he's not away from a lot of controversy from a lot of the things he said. He ain't no saint. No, but I mean, is it? It kind of seems to me like Miro's working a little bit when he's like, I'm going to drive to your house. Yeah. I'm like, okay, because he called her a slut. Right. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, it seems like a bit much to me. Yeah. Just personal opinion. I don't well, know. Yeah. And it also, this is this is just me. I feel like it makes Kip Sabian seem weak when you have your buddy stick up for you. Oh, sure. For, for, your, for your gal instead of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that... It'd be kind of like you getting on to somebody for calling my wife a hoe, like which obviously I wouldn't be happy about, right? But like I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily need you at that point. <laughs> I don't think you would want that. I would feel weird. Sure. Yeah. Like I got, I got this, bud. You know. <laughs> I, I really. That's why I really think he's working. You're right. Yeah. Because I'm sure, especially now, don't think she's not getting a bunch of tweets. Of course. I mean, because that's how it is. Yeah. And it is what it is. And, the, you know, I've I've made this statement before. Jim Cornette always bashes AEW, which I get. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, why do you keep watching it? It's a little weird. I mean, I couldn't imagine watching, like, I don't know, like. The Bachelor. Yeah. Or like, you know, <laughs> Days of Our Lives and be like, well, once again, another horrible episode. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you know, like. At some point, you just got to realize, oh, this isn't for me. Right. And I've seen people do that where they talk about a show like, wow, this episode, we're on episode seven. God, this show could could not get any worse. I'm like, why are you watching it's, it? It's WWE. I mean, that's right. basically what everybody does. They still tune in, but by God, they hate every single minute of it. And, and I, I feel like it's just that it's a way to create content. Like, yeah, I'm going to watch horrible stuff and make fun of it. Right. I don't know. People enjoy having something to bitch about. I think you're right. Um, which I always try to. I don't necessarily. I mean, I'm not trying to take like you know the positively pro wrestling's 
podcast their approach necessarily, but I'm not ever trying to create like negative content. Right. We're just kind of commenting on what's happening. Right. Now, I, I have no problem calling out stupid shit. Of course. But I also think that uh, it's, I think people are a little bit too negative about it, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I was actually on TikTok yesterday and there was some guy who, somebody asked if he likes Gorillas of Destiny and he he was like, I like them, but I think I'd like them better if I could take Tama Tonga seriously. And I'm just like... You can't take Tama Tonga seriously, the son of effing Haku. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And what a weird answer. Right. And it's like, it's so stupid. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. It, Yeah, exactly. I mean, just ridiculously insane. But um, anyway, we uh, we need to dive into our tournament here, Big Underscore Bang. Now, this one is a fun one. You just sent me the bracket over here, which is going to be a lot of fun. This is Marvel. Versus DC. Now, basically, the left side of the bracket will be the DC side. Mm -hmm. The right side's the uh, Marvel side. When we get down to the finals, we're going to determine which is better, Marvel or DC. Yes. So I say, just because it's normal, we start up at the top left there. Ooh, what a match. Green Arrow versus Lobo. Yes. Who do you think? Who do you think's got this? If we're talking like popularity. It's kind of hard to knock Green Arrow because that show was good. Sure. He's a well-known character. But let's be honest. Before Arrow, Green Arrow wasn't the most well-known character. Well, and he was kind of taken as a joke. I mean, he looked like freaking Robin Hood. Yeah. I mean, it, he wasn't taken seriously. Uh, Lobo, on the other hand, is this freaking... intergalactic freaking bounty hunter. Right. And, I mean, he's got the, the freaking meat hook as a weapon. I mean... Got the guns. I mean, dude's just a monster of a whatever the hell he is. Right. Humanoid. Uh, I mean, just crazy. I mean, uh, Lobo is the type of guy who, like, I feel like he could take this whole thing. I feel like he could knock out Batman. I feel like he could beat the shit out of Batman. I think it's possible. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Green Arrow wins, but I think it's going to be Lobo. And I think I think we have to phrase this like, not who's better, but who would win in a fight. Right. Like we have to phrase it like who would win in a fight because Green Arrow in a fight ain't even piercing the skin of Lobo with them arrows. No. So I mean, he this dude like hunts down Superman and stuff, right? Right. I mean, he's 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 Billy Badass. I mean, you're not taking him down. He's one of those villains. Which, I mean, I guess he's technically not a villain. He's almost more of an anti-hero. But he was one of those villains. I remember the first time I saw him, I was just like, okay, I want to know more about this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a few villains like that. Where kind of Carnage was the same way. Yep. I'm like, okay, I want to know more about this guy because that's just such a cool look. Yeah. So I dig it, man. Lobo, Green Arrow, go vote on our Twitter account at BBPH918. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? I was just going to say, speaking of Carnage, how the hell did he not end up in this tournament? That four spots, man. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> Unless you want to do like a 32-person tournament again. We really could have, but I no, mean, I don't. That's honestly, if you wanted to, we could do eight versions of this tournament 
and do the eight winners. Well, yeah, over the course of a couple of years, right? Obviously, right, but. yeah, we easily could. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of superheroes. Well, because like, I mean, I would Professor X, right? How's right. he not in? Right. I mean, he's one of the most powerful mutants. Right. Well, and then you got some of the uh, the less lesser known characters who have just kind of come to light, like Shazam and things like that. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's tons, tons of them. Well, I know, and I hate plugging Elite Eight, Elite Eight Showdown because Big Chuck sucks so bad. But right, right. Um, one of the things they've done is like the top like cult classic Nintendo sixty four game. Mm-hmm. The winner of that goes into like the best sixty four game. Oh yeah, and I'm like that's kind of a fun idea. Yeah, so maybe that will be something we explore down the road. Absolutely, like Marvel versus DC All Stars or something. Yeah, but anyway, so go vote on that at BBPH nine one eight. And, uh, of course, give a follow to our podcasting buddies. Uh, we got to start over with Fully Posable, the wrestling figure podcast with Jeff and Scott. They drop a new show every Sunday, just like this show. Uh, great dudes and uh, a great show, man. Yeah. One of my favorites. Absolutely. And Scott over there has a side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes, he does. I love that one. It's, uh, it's hilarious. It's basically two buddies getting together. Drinking a little bit of beer or alcohol of some sort and talking wrestling. And they're not always right, but they are always drunk. And that's what's most important. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, exactly what's most important. Um, doing the favor with Eric and Barry over there. Uh, a great show. One of my uh, regular listens. I really like doing the favor. Great dudes. Absolutely. And um, just an amazing podcast. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Love those guys over there. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Another great show. Different Eric, though. Not the same Eric. Yep. Um, I, I've really I've really gotten into this one a lot more lately where they kind of just break down and discuss, like, you know, like, let's talk the 92 Royal Rumble. Like, that's super fun to me. Sure. Because that's my favorite era of wrestling is those days. So, highly recommend the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They did one on wrestling urban legends. It's an older episode, but I listened to it the other day. Kind of like uh, that. There was two Ultimate Warriors, and one of them died. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, "That's kind of a that's kind of a fun fun idea." Yeah, I dig it. The Ringside Rant with RJ. Check out his show, mm-hmm. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Elite Eight Showdown with Old Big Chuck and Tim. Yeah, Big Big Chuck and Tim. I got I got really nothing <sighs> except that for him. A little bit of gas. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what their show makes me feel. A little gassy. Gassy. <laughs> uh, but Elite Eight Showdown is a really fun podcast. It's tournament style. So it's uh, it's different than what you're probably used to, but it's worth checking out. It's a, it's a wild ride. I know and, that. And we're not going to bash them this week, but who knows? Next easy 45-minute easy listen. I'll yeah. say that. When you listen on 1.5, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, boot to the Face. Check out their show, uh, Tales from the Estate, with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Another another great one. I, I love, love that, that show. show. Yeah, love that show. Jinx, um, you'll be a coat. Yeah. Um, not not going to give you one. Thanks. Um, Jerk. <laughs> I, I really like the, uh, there was one episode recently they did where they uh, reviewed their favorite fries from different places. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. It was like top five favorite fries. What's your What's your favorite fries? Um, That's so, that's, that's hard for me. I, no, it's not. But mine's such an obscure place. It's Fat Phillies, okay, here in well. town, yeah. Because um, they they salt and pepper their fries, and Ooh. it's like the waffle cut fries. And my God, it's amazing. Uh, but but one thing that 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 Drew said, and it kind of kind of you know, he's got a little heat now. <laughs> he's got a little of that Bainsky heat. Got it. Got a little heat now. Uh, he said that Wendy's fries are trash on his show. 
and they are like one of my favorite fast food fries. I'm not a huge fan of Wendy's fries either. You're not a huge fan of Wendy's fries? I'm not. Why the hell not? They're thicker cut than McDonald's trash fries. I just and I don't think they're all that good. Breaker, I got not, your back, you're, Drew. You're, you're not all that good, Breaker. What the hell? Why are you making it a personal <laughs> attack? You son of a bitch! <laughs> I love Wendy's fries. I no, I don't. I, I don't. That to me, like French fries are like ice cream or pizza. It's hard to screw them up. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? Like potatoes. Right. right. It, it, they're usually always pretty good. But I mean, like, so I, I don't hate Wendy's fries. Kind of like Arby's. I don't hate their fries, but yeah. they're not my favorite. I, I think the worst fast food French fry, without question, is Burger King. See, those are on. I think they were on. It was, it was either Drew. It might have been his wife. They were on the list, though. As a good one. As a good one. See, and I don't like Burger King. At I don't know. All. They're just they're not for me. Yeah. Chick Fil A will always be a good one because they're the, the yeah. But sometimes fries. those are soggy, and I don't like them. Actually, one that I really like is Raising Cane's. They have great fries. They have really good fries. The only thing I don't like about Raising Cane's is that they get a little soggy too because they put them right beside the coleslaw. See, I don't get the coleslaw. So you I don't, don't like it. See, I like the coleslaw. I don't. I get extra fries instead of coleslaw. Ah, Boom. That's my Caniac yeah. combo. Extra fries, no slaw. Bam. See, I get the box and I get. I always Caniac, bro. Six I get, strips. I get four extra sauces because I'm a sauce guy. <laughs> four sauces? Hell yeah. Good Lord, man. The Caniac comes with two sauces. Well, I get the box. It only comes with one. So, but four extra? Yeah. That's five sauces. I dip literally everything except for the coleslaw in that sauce, though. Even like your sweet tea or lemonade? Yes, I dip liquid in there. Bro. You dumb <laughs> son of a bitch. Good Lord. That's no, a lot. I, of I, I dip the, the chicken, the fries, and the bread in there. No, I, I get it. But yeah. my God. They're tiny containers, Breaker. They're not that I'm tiny. a sauce guy. I like me. I, I like a little bit of chicken with my sauce. Apparently so. Yeah. Good it's Lord. It's like a soup. Yeah, <laughs> remember that Dumb and Dumber prequel? It wasn't very good, but I remember one thing. One thing that always made me laugh is when Lloyd's like, "What happened to Mrs. What happened to Mister Whatever?" Like Harry's dad. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, he died a few years ago." He's like, "Well, he missed one good pot of stew." She goes, "Well, it's actually meatloaf, but you just put everything in your soup." It's yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. It's actually meatloaf. You just put everything in your soup. <laughs> Uh, also check out wreck my podcast a uh, great show there with all those dudes love that one they're all making a lot of headway in phpw too yes trivia with buds with ryan buds and then of course um howling with the wolf with jason wolf plus he's also got his figures going up i'm sure you saw he's making a bodyguard which is kind of uh is virgil yep essentially cool. um that's a cool one because that's virgil in the million dollar man era which we didn't really see right and then, of course, um, you can check out all his artwork at Art of Jason Wolf on Twitter or Instagram. Um, also, check out Grapple Holder to Be the Man. Evil ain't good. If you like wrestling comic books, you can find both those on Amazon. To Be the Man's almost also on Comicsology. Then, of course, uh, we have other side podcasts. Uh, Big underscore man. I think you're still on hiatus, but no holds barred with Bill Benus. Absolutely, we might have we might have a little something coming coming at you guys. Um, mm. You know, April Fool's Day is coming up, and that's a that's that's, your, that's a, kind of a tradition. That's for no named after Bill, right? He's right. a big old fool. So, Tell him um, I said that, please. I will. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll. We might have a little something something for you guys. A little something something. Well, also check out my new podcast. You know, it's fake, right? Uh, Ten episodes in so far. 
Last week, we dropped an episode with the fighting Filipino warrior, good friend of mine, Elvis Aliaga. You were actually told me you listened to some of it. You thought it was pretty good. I thought it was very good. Yeah, I, I love listening to, to you and Elvis chop it up. It's good times. Always fun. Uh, my guest coming up will be uh, actually a guy we just mentioned, Jason Wolf. Yes. So that'll be coming up next week. So Or tomorrow as you hear this. So check that out. Yeah. You can also stream all of Bane's music on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. It's all there. Hey, actually, I was going to tell you this. I don't know if you know this or not yet. But Anchor, which I use to make my podcast, mm-hmm. has the ability to stream Spotify songs. And I can put Razor Ramon on there. Well, how about it? I don't think it actually works unless people listen. Right. On Spotify. Right. I don't know. But that's the only one that came up. But that did come up as an option. Well, I'll be damned. Now, weirdly enough, if I search Bane, nothing shows up. I searched Razor Ramon and it popped up. And I was like, well, I'll be damned. I think I think one of the reasons why Razor Ramon pops up is because I created everything on that. And, and there's a reason why, like, this album's taking so long to make is because I'm doing everything. The reason why is because, like, all those other songs were leased beats. Oh, that's right. And so... Anybody can get those beats, and if they got them before me, they go through a lot of the same websites I do, so they have quote-unquote copyrights on the beats, even though they don't own the beats. But, I got gotcha. But so it shows up that like I'm using somebody else's music. And so it, oh. won't, it won't allow a lot of those songs in there. Now, like TikTok... All my music's on TikTok, so like you can use that at any point in time on TikTok. But get like, on TikTok, right? But yeah, on stuff like that, I'm sure it probably won't show up. Well, that's interesting. That makes sense why it showed up there. Yeah, and that's interesting. That's why this new album is going to be like 100 percent me <laughs> because it's. But like, that'll I'm, actually be cool though, right? Because that means all of it should be available. Yes, in, in that yes. regard. Yeah. Yes. Nice. So very cool. I dig that, man. Yeah. And then, of course, if you want to support our show and help us out in any way. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Uh, we have four tiers available. And uh, Big Underscore Bane, you just released a a video, Bane's World. Mm-hmm. And what, what tier is that available on? That starts with the bane maniac tier, which is the $3 tier. $3 tier. You get to watch the uh, Bane uh, the Bane's World video. Yep. If you are if you are a $5 um, Breaker's Finest patron, you, you also get to view it. And if you are a part of the Threat Level Midnight crew, you can also view it as well. Any tier above, obviously. Yes. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be doing some retro gaming podcasts for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Patreon exclusive thing. I think I'm going to change my format up. Kind of decided what I'm going to do, I think, which will be fun. And hopefully I'll release that sometime in April. Hell yeah. So that'll be a cool thing. We should do probably going to do one a month, maybe more, depending on uh, scheduling and stuff like that. But those are, they've always been something fun for me to do. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a good way to kind of dive into something a little bit newer. And then of course, adrenaline is back uh, only for the patrons. A so, live stream. Yes. So uh, definitely check that out. It's kind of fun. For sure it is. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. And if you sign up at the $10 tier, you get a t-shirt. Speaking of that, um, we, we owe Drew Vinzel a t-shirt. Awesome. Because he, he bumped up to the $10 tier. That's awesome. Drew Vinsel is one of one of the good guys, man. I'm I'm actually like really excited. He's our PHPW champion. Me too. Love the guy. So yeah. so uh, have you have you communicated with him on the shirt yet? Or no? I have not. That's why I mentioned it because I completely forgot until just now. Okay, so <laughs> that so here's here's my thinking. Anything off of our Redbubble store mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is perfectly fine. And we also have a couple of shirts. We had a we had a shirt a couple of years ago that got pulled. Because it looked like the Seinfeld logo. Yeah, it was uh, Power Hour of the Podcast. You still have about that design? Nothing. Could we still do that? 
Maybe. I mean, it's pretty simple design. If not, I can probably make it again. Right. So, but anyway, like, let us know what you what you're wanting, man. Yeah, and then we also have the shirts off of uh, uh, pressing tees, right? I mean, I don't yeah, know if you want to do those, but yeah, of course, that's fine too. What a maneuver. Yeah, as the GI Joe design. So, I mean, it's I have a design idea I want to do with Wolf, but it's a seasonal design, so I want to wait a little while. Right. So we may do one this summer before that and kind of figure out what we're doing here. Yeah. But. So let us know. And and also, too, like, if you want to hold out, like, just let us, again, let us know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to Drew um, here in the next day or two and make sure we get that taken care of for him. Boom. And then, of course, if you want to check out Average Panda Gear or Outsiders Beard Co., mm-hmm. got a lot of good products there, some beard products, some uh, workout products, all that good stuff. Yep, workout gear. Uh, also, with that $10 Patreon uh, Threat Level Midnight tier, you get 20% off discount codes. I saw those. I saw yes. those pop up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Then all of our t-shirts are available, uh, bbph.redbubble.com, prowrestlingtees.com, forward slash Brian Breaker, and whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Bane or Breaker and Bane's Power. I would imagine if they wanted to get a Bane shirt off what a Maneuver, that'd be okay as well. Absolutely, yeah. Whatever, whatever. So, or if you wanted just a Breaker shirt. Yeah, just whatever you guys want. I do. I, most of uh, our BBPH shirts from my Pro Wrestling Tee store are also on Redbubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if all of them are. But my pro wrestling tea store does have some exclusive shirts. So yes. kind of whatever you want. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. It's all good. But anyway, yep, that's uh, that's available there. And anything else you want to add, man? That is it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.